Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. What is up, everybody? This is B, of course, from the Galactic Dads Podcast. You are listening to a very special episode because today I am joined by Art by Jalen. Uh, not the actual art, but the artist. Art by Jalen is his handle on the socials, which you should go check out. He has done the show art for our podcast, which you can find on the banner uh, on our Twitter and also on our Patreon. Uh, but Jalen, what's happening, man? Not much, man. I have been ready for this for like ever. At least forever. At least eight months. <laughs> at least. I still remember the first time you came on our show back in the day and uh you were talking about getting all this started. It's crazy how big it is now. Dude, that was two years ago almost. No, no, it was about a year and a half. Uh the show actually, our first episode uh was I believe on August twenty third of 2019 wow so yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're, that had to be we're about to hit that two-year mark it's crazy that's that's awesome though it's so awesome and we sure did kill that whole bottle of whiskey too oh we did we did <laughs> not today uh not right now i'm actually having a uh, a nice a nice strong glass of sweet tea delicious it's really hitting all the sweet spots are you having a beverage this evening I am drinking a gallon of water. Uh, I actually tore my Achilles recently playing volleyball, so like I'm uh, <gasps> no no alkies for the minute. You are wounded. Yes. On the glorious <laughs> on the glorious field of battle over the nets and the balls, the volley of balls, <laughs> dangerous. I absolutely was. I fought with all my valor. I gave all my might, but uh, at the end of the day, someone took an arrow to the heel. Much like Brad Pitt, if you will. In the, in the film Troy. Yes, I get yes, it. Indeed. Achilles yes, yeah. in the heel, mm. if you will. Yeah. Tell me it was something cool and not like just trying to shag your balls after the game. <laughs> it really wasn't. Like, a guy shanked <laughs> a pass and I went to run it down and then I was just on the floor. Hmm. That was it. So it like tore mid-stride? Like, what's going on over there? Are you old? Yeah, like I planted my foot, and you know how you like you get in that sprinter stance or whatever. No, um, I'm not athletically <laughs> inclined. I will be flat out honest with you. You know how like you get in that sprinter stance? No. no, no, I don't. I don't even know what that is. You run? What Spr- is running? Sprint. For your life or from the cops? What? What was going on? It must be a new European thing. I think they call it yogging. Yogging comes with Let's a pretty cool tracksuit <laughs> and a chain. That's weird. I don't know. So, so you were just, you went to run down and it gave out, huh? Yeah, like as soon as I planted my foot, it felt like somebody kicked me in my entire body. Like a, there was like a shock wave. I felt it in my jaw. And then I woke up on the ground. I was holding my uh, my leg and Bilky's just standing there like, hey, you good, man? <laughs> no, no. My tendon just snapped upwards into my I'm jaw. Like, yeah. I'm like, nah, Bill, I'm down on this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bilky. How I miss thee. Indeed. I haven't actually heard your sweet, velvety voices on the Little Bit of Nerd podcast in a hot minute. I'm hoping that will change soon, though. Yeah, we've been reworking the show to kind of do more of a Twitch format and make it more like a live, like, actual show. Um, A show show. So it's been kind of, yeah, experimenting with, like, how to record stuff on Discord. 
um, via video conferencing because Kenny's in Houston and mm-hmm. Doki works a lot and I work a lot. So it's kind of easier for us to do it that way. Whoa, whoa, so we're whoa, trying whoa, to reformat the show. When did Bilky get a job? <laughs> He's had a job. He's been working at like T-Mobile and now it's Sprint. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. It has been a hot minute since I've <laughs> interacted with him. <laughs> Look at hey, that. He's had a job forever, man. You know what? But his sprinter stance is just standing next to the kiosk, right? Yours is, it is. is yeah. debilitating, apparently. Correct. Okay, got it. Good. Okay. We're all caught up now. <laughs> Happy to have this moment to be back together. And I'm even more excited, though, because we've got stuff to talk about, man. You and I oh have not God. gotten to the nerd root of things pop culture in a hot minute, but you've been really asking me if i've been watching the show on a little network called the c-dub yes yeah what show is that superman and bloody lois you know what i'm saying you heard me now listen i recommend a lot of cw shows because they're great fan service at the end of the day but uh superman and lois is just uh, it's the best one since black Knightning. i'm just saying i will agree that i was pleasantly surprised by how good superman lois was I mean, I ate my shoe. Like, I heard they were doing this show with Tyler Hoechlin, and when I saw him on Supergirl and the terrible, like, injustice they did to this character, um, but then I watched the show, and there I was. I put a little barbecue sauce on it, chopped it up, mm-hmm. and they were just eating my, mm-hmm. my whole shoe, my whole 12-inch, you know? The whole 12, wow. That's Foot long. a little bit of bragging yeah, okay. going on there. Okay, yeah. so anyway, that's why the Achilles snapped. All right, lots of support. <laughs> that's- so anyway... I will. I'm gonna come out and say it. The Taylor Hoach, what, however you say his last name, Tyler Hoechlin or whatever. Tyler, yeah, my bad. Whatever. It's surprisingly great, Clark. Isn't he? Like he's a really good Clark, and in this particular iteration of Superman, it it is Clark first. He is just Clark, and then sometimes he happens to be Superman, right? Yeah. And and then now he's a dad, which is like that's right on brand for us. I mean, this is a that's a show right up our alley. <laughs> like look at this dude. And then all of a sudden those kids are teenagers, and I'm like, can't relate, can't relate to that at all. <laughs> we got so we got a little bit to go on that one, right? Right, right. right. However, uh, Lois though, I can't I can't get behind this actress as Lois. I don't know no? why. Okay. I don't all know right. why. I think it's because I just really really want my Lois to be someone like I don't know Erica Durant's just say it oh, just yeah, say it. yeah. Like she's the best one yes it is, it is what our it is. Margot Kidder but Margot she Kidder, great. yeah yep mm-hmm. yep I, th- I think that's it but actually the more I watch it the more as long as she's Lois and not someone's mom you know what I mean yeah. like if she's just doing the reporting I think I buy it absolutely but I think that's it yeah, and all all those things that you said for me too. It's just for me, it's it's a combination of all that Smallville stuff that we didn't get to see after season ten. Um, plus, it's back in Smallville, and you can tell that there is great fan service for people like me that just we're all about Tom Welling because the kids get to do all the Smallville stuff, but then there's Superman stuff too. Like we get to see all of it. Awesome. You know what? That's a really good point. It's like Smallville 2.0 because you get teenage angst, uh, but that they're not Clark. No. So you're like, cool, we get to see like dad Clark, uh, but we still get silly teenage hijinks, a little bit Archie going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. That's a good you point. Know, 
I think that's why I love it so much because we didn't get that. We didn't get that glory moment of time willing in the effing suit in the show. But um, we kind of get to live it out in Superman Lewis. So it's it's great to see it. That's true. You know what, though? Like, first episode, you get to see someone in the suit. Oh, uh, you sure do. And I was like, damn, this do. is like Iron Man with a kryptonite knife. He ain't playing. <laughs> they really went there. I Googled some of this stuff, and Jeff Johns is doing a lot of the production. And I think he made a couple new characters, because some of this stuff is not any kind of Superman lore at all. So Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that he's kind of expanding on from his run on Superman and uh, Action Comics. Gotcha. Uh, where they did like Planet Krypton, so what they did was they they took the, you know, miniaturized version of the city of Kandor, uh, from Brainiac, and they unshrunk it, and just put <laughs> it in opposite orbit from Earth around the sun. So oh, wow. there there was like no way that people on Earth would actually be able to see the new Krypton. That's pretty ingenious. Yeah, it was. Pre- this was that's pretty this was good. Jeff John's story. And then what happened was you had a whole bunch of Kryptonians on the other side of the sun. And guess what? They all got powers. Oh, and, shit. And not everybody was cool with that. <laughs> I imagine somebody so, would not So be. then we ended up with this thing, uh, a nice little story called War of the Supermen. And it was actually Lex Luthor figuring out how to blow up Krypton again. But anyway, yeah. But that so, sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it's a great storyline. It, um, it was before Rebirth. Gotcha. It might have been before New 52, actually. Yeah. It oh, was. wow, that's it, old. Then. Yeah, it was wow. right before New 52. Uh, and Gary Frank was on art, and he, like, killed it. He did <laughs> amazing. Of course. So, yeah, oh, that, there's something for you to go Google. Go Google that. This is why I keep you around, right? Because I knew there was something that he had worked on, obviously, because it's got his fingerprints everywhere. Oh, but yeah. uh, I didn't, I, I didn't find a lot of like canon source material, so I figured he was just riffing. But oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go into spoilers in case uh, there have been people that watched it or something? You know, you know we can do spoilers into, into uh, because a lot of my audience uh, that I'm pretty aware of uh, don't have time to watch a whole new season of something. Uh, especially when there's 48 seasons of other stuff going out. And if, I'm going to be honest with you. If there's going to be a comic book show that takes a backseat to some of the other stuff on Disney+, Plus, it's going to be the CW one. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I, I said it. I meant what I said. Oh, be still my heart, man. I'm sorry. Okay, look. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I just saw this clip from, I guess, the latest season of Flash. I don't know. The Where, Flash family, yeah, the, they killed all, it. All the speedsters are there, and they're throwing using like the force, uh, speed force lightning. <laughs> it's so nineties and corny. I love it. I know. I watched it. I was like, "Yo, I remember this. This is my Morphin Power Rangers." That's what I'm saying. It's so bad. <laughs> That's why I love it. It's so campy and ridiculous. The show, the Flash, kind of keeps me grounded and like smiling. You know it what I keeps, mean? Like, yeah, it keeps you humble. It's like, it damn, should. this is outrageous it should keep you humble because not everything is dark and gritty and so grown up it's not hbo's watchmen it's no it's this is my morphin power rangers saban studios is underwriting this obviously (laughs) clearly clearly (laughs) but yeah where's your droids oh man anyway so it's for that reason that people will jettison a cw show to completely fair that's completely fair i listen 
I understand people's qualms with the CW, but I've been following all these shows since they started. So I'm going to finish them out, except for Supergirl. I gave up on that one. That Did one was for just real? a hard out. I could not do it. That was a hard pass for you? I, Dude, it's... Well, when you actually know the comic character of Kara, it's not anything that they did on the show. They just made uh, Clark Kent a girl version. That's essentially true. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like Kara went and got a job at the the competing local paper. No. No. They took this character that has this amazing story arc, at least from a woman's perspective, of how like women are so powerful when they deal with trauma, and just didn't use any of it ever. (laughs) My God. Like... Man. That's terrible. Why would they not have used that? And did they do like a world's finest team up with Batwoman? Uh, yeah, for like 0. 0.2 seconds, I think, in the um, the crisis crossover. Swing and a miss. Yeah, it was, it was a yikes. Let's talk about swing and a miss with Batwoman. Where is, uh, where's Kate Kane? So, Ruby Rose had a falling out with the CW production staff. Sweet. Um, and then just left and said, F all of you. So the writers thought the best idea was to kill Kate Kane and then just recast versus just recasting the character. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So that's how that happened. Well, that's, I mean, that one, that's pretty blatant. Like, if you're like, hey, check out season two, it's Batwoman. You're like, nah, what? Yeah. <laughs> but there, I clearly missed something. <laughs> I know I'm behind, but I think I was that behind. What happened? (laughs) When did she get a tan? What happened? My God, she fills out the suit a little bit better, I dare say. However, that, mm, what happened? No, I actually, uh, the first time I saw it, because they decided to keep the red hair wig, uh, which I thought was interesting, but uh, kept it uh, texture consistent uh, for, for the person portraying Batwoman now. Yeah, and I thought that was a, sense. that was interesting uh, because they kept it like red. <laughs> they kept it red, and they kept it like white girl style too. They didn't yeah, even I, let it be like and then I, <laughs> a red kind of you know froey uh, hairstyle. I was like, you know what this is? This was the runner up to play Starfire over on Titans, and they're like, hey, hey, come here, come here. No, don't even. We don't even need new makeup or anything. Just rock it and, and put bad ears on it and. We'll be good for season two. We're contracting into this. We're doing it. <laughs> Get over exactly here. I don't oh, know. It might God. be good. It might be good. But I'm also <laughs> not going to turn off something else to turn that on. Absolutely not. But um, but I, I just want to talk about Morgan Edge on Superman and Lois because I have just been so fascinated with this with this villain. It's just he's so well written. His motivations make sense. Um, I don't like feel bad. Like I still feel like he's bad guy. Like kill him. Mm, but uh, I'm real bad. I'm he's real bad just man. a great character for this first season. I got gotcha. you. I'm on board with that. I also like that they bring him out real early on. Oh yeah. Like you don't see him in the first episode, but he definitely starts talking to you. Yes. You know, like yes, he's he he's clearly his work is apparent in Smallville uh, and everything that's going on. So, like, you're like, oh, okay, this is the guy that's coming down the pipe. Yeah. yeah phrasing. And they, oh. they, like, relieved my stress because what I thought was going to happen was they were going to do, like, the um, um, 
kind of like a corporate espionage storyline with Superman where like he's outthinking him the whole time when Superman can just end the conflict, right? Because he's Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they did this turnaround in like episode, what was it, like nine or ten or something like that, where he's like, oh no, I'm actually your brother or something. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is not. So uh, that's why I loved we're, it. We're talking multiverse type of stuff going on here, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that that's what's going on there. Now, full disclosure, I have not watched the entirety of the season. I have, however, done the appropriate Twitter Rage fan uh, move, and I looked up some stuff on the internet about it without having watched it in its entirety and thus formed my opinions. Uh, So I'm just going to go ahead and go with that because the rest of the internet feels like they should. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, but no, the stuff I was reading, I was like, so wait a minute. Clark's not alone. He's not the only Kryptonian on Earth. Right, but is it because someone else got off the planet Krypton with him, or is it simply because they found like some dimensional portal, uh, a la you know, Flash style season one and two? Gotcha. So you're yeah, you're pretty well, you're decently behind, but the it's really the Kryptonite or not Kryptonite. Krypton Red Sun storyline. That's really all they're going with the Morgan Edge. Like he got there before. Oh, oh Clark. he landed in Russia. Not Russia, but like the UK. Um, gotcha. But he was. It's it's that parallel juxtaposition of what if he's not raised by the Kent family? You know what I mean? Oh. And it's this fully yeah. So he's yeah. a tea obsessed douchebag with powers. I get yeah, it. I'm like kidding. he's like my childhood was rough. Wham. Like, <laughs> like but you know I can kill people with like a mere thought. So that's that's a hard hard too. Yeah. And Clark's just like I like apple pie. <laughs> Like apple pie in, uh, in America. Clark is like this close to being Forrest Gump. I mean, for real. <laughs> he really is. If he would have sustained any type of <laughs> like brain damage when his ship landed on Earth, yes. he would have been Forrest Gump. That is true. Hot That's take. True. Hot take. <laughs> Clark, but I'll take it. Clark it's would have been our Forrest Gump. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I think that's been the most interesting interaction. I'm also... I'm liking what they're doing with Jordan, kind of letting him be pseudo Tom Welling. Um, I do wish they would pick up the pace a little bit with the power stuff, though, because yeah, because they're sporadic, right? Yeah, like I don't. It's CW style for sure. So my prediction, um, like that of Black Lightning, which I got correct by the way, when Great Jen show, got her powers. Yeah. Um, I think by mid season two he'll be fully powered, and then uh, tail end of season three he'll have a suit. So there you go. Take you, it while you can now, everybody. I, I think they fully power him in season two beginning, and by the end of season two they jettison him into the thirty first century to join the Legion of Superheroes. That is, oh my god, the nuclear take. Yeah, Whoa. you know oh that's god. that's a Jeff Johns move. That is a, definitely a Jeff Johns move. The thing is, though, they, he hasn't connected to, um, at least the show hasn't, the other CW shows. And I think they're wanting it that way. Yeah, I don't because want them to connect with the other shows. I don't either. As cool as it would be to see uh, Grant Gustin come on. but I mean, uh. eh. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I've seen him in enough of the other stuff. It's, it's cool. I have nothing against Grant Gustin. He's a fine Flash, Barry, whatever you have you. I think this show is a show that's going to perform better if it's left to stand alone i agree it's like a comic book right like if you are 
telling your Superman story and it's truly your Superman story. And then editorial walks in and goes, Hey, you, you have to cross over with these three books this month because you know, we're doing a crisis event again. Then all of a sudden, like it, it changes the story. It's not as good because you're forced to fit it into this mold or somehow make it fit all the other stuff that's going on. Whereas if you just leave it be and let it breathe on its own to tell its own full story, you don't have to worry about any of that. That's very true. That's a very good point as well. <clears throat> were you a uh, Arrow guy though? I was not. Oh, you were not. I. But the, did you? Do you know who Diggle is? Oh yeah. You know he's getting a Green Lantern show though. You know that I'm down for. But you, I'm say, only, you don't want to see this Superman with that Green Lantern I'm with only, the HBO budget they're getting. I'm only. I was gonna say I'm only down for it if it goes to HBO Max. I don't. <laughs> I want to see this on CW. I'm good. They're putting HBO money into it. That's why it looks so good. I mean, for a CW show. That's uh, true. But still, I'm just saying. Like, I'd rather watch Titans than almost anything on CW. I'm so excited for Titans season three. I know a lot of people hate that show, but I love Titans. Oh, man. I liked it. That even made Jason Todd appealing to me. Right? And I hate Jason Todd. <laughs> I know. I hate uh, Damian Moore for sure. Ooh, but, the only reason you hate Damian Moore is because he's a spoiled little little brat. He's such a god. I hate him. I mean, dude. he's such an ass. He's no dick, but he's no. an ass. <laughs> That's an. <laughs> mm. <laughs> See what you did that. Your fatherly puns, you oh, sly devil. You like it? I did it off the off the cuff. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> but I like Titans. As far as CW shows go, for what they are, they're fine. They're actually now. I'm like a snob about it, right? Because I've got all these different <laughs> echelons of, of TV quality now. I'm like, that's no WandaVision. That's certainly not Loki. And you wish you were Winter Soldier over here. You really do. Yeah. I think we've been spoiled as fans for a while. Oh, we have kind been, of forget that we without been, these shows, we don't get those shows. You yeah, know? we've been grossly spoiled. Yeah. And I do, like right now, what we have is an embarrassment of riches. I remember like 20 years ago, like, maybe every once in a while you get a Batman that was so terrible that you were ashamed to say that you were a Batman fan. Yeah. They gave, I mean, they gave George Clooney nipples, for God's sakes. Who needed it? I mean, 20 years ago, you got to remember, like, Smallville was around before the internet was the thing, you know? Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, there were message boards, but nobody else could see them. Right. Like, God only knows what happened if Twitter got a hold of that show, like, season four, before things actually got oh, interesting. There's you know? no way they would have ever brought Doomsday on the show. No. <laughs> no. That's the one thing that always killed me about Smallville, is, like, by the end of it, I'm like, what's what's he got left to that, do? That like, is that is the thing about Smallville. <laughs> he like, did Doomsday he, before he got anything happened. Only thing he had left was to put the suit on. And then after that, he's like, well, I'm retired because uh, exactly. everything else has happened. <laughs> oh, man. I want to say when that show started, it had writing backing by either Jeff Loeb or um, Mark Wade. Mark yeah, Mark, he used to know him by heart, but um, it's dude, been a minute. Mark Wade wrote Kingdom Come. That makes sense, because there are a lot of Kingdom moments um, in Smallville when you watch it. Yeah, kind of, yeah. True, true. Um, sure. But I could be wrong on that. It was so long ago. And that was back when Wizard Magazine was how I got my comic book news. <laughs> I remember Wizard Magazine, man. I used to get those all the time. <laughs> dude, they were the best. They were great. 
and then it folded and those people all got jobs elsewhere and uh, by people, I mean, I, I only know of Brian Cunningham. I really don't know where everyone else went. Uh, but, it, I mean, it's it's cool stuff. Uh, it's it's fun that I can always reach out to the Internet and find any news story at this point in time. Again, embarrassment of wealth. Uh, <laughs> but I do long for the days where a TV show could come on and I could be like, awesome. And if you wanted a new Batman series, you had better hope it was a Bruce Tim DC animated cartoon otherwise it, it was gonna be trash too yeah and definitely not uh gotham because that was just i don't <clears throat> apparently it got good but the idea of doing like a smallville with batman to me doesn't really it doesn't work well it got i mean it got better uh but when they went hey let's do no man's land and i was just kind of like <laughs> why <laughs> why are you doing this he's he's not batman yet i mean you're again smallville syndrome we're gonna take all of the stuff that matters to batman and make it happen before batman's even batman it's fine it it's fine whatever i mean they might as well just pick the kid up broke his back and throw him in a wheelchair and be like come back stronger <laughs> <laughs> before oh, he even put god. on the cow my god Jesus. Well, you know what? That that show wasn't that bad. I just was kind of bummed out when they pulled the Joker reveal. Yeah, I, I've seen all those pictures of it, and he looks cool. I mean, and I saw some clips, and he the kid killed it. Yes, so. of course. Uh, but still, I was like, no, we we've kind of had our Joker for a while now. Why why are you doing this? Yeah, but it's a. I mean, whatever. That, that show's <laughs> over as well. Um, DC's on crack. We're still standing firmly here at a little bit of nerd with that news break. Oh, my God. Nice (laughs) callback to an episode that's over a year old. (laughs) Correct. Uh, We're going to go out and say we're going to go on record here on a little bit of nerd podcast and say that DC is on crack with these shows. They are really just. No, you know, I think it is. I think they went, hey, we need to make good TV shows. And they just went and found other people who are already writing on other TV shows. And they're like, all right, write this one too, but it's a comic book series. And they're like, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> That's exactly what. And they're like, well, just try your best. And they go, oh, here you go. <laughs> this is our best. And they're like, is it? Is it really? Can we do a rewrite? And they're like, no, we've got a union. We're not rewriting this. And they're like, damn. All right, just let it roll. Here we go. <laughs> Come in the office. Hey, uh, the fans are really excited for Ben Affleck's Batman. Are, are we still good to do that? Absolutely not. Get rid of no, it. He's Kill done. It. All of it. We're going to get the Twilight guy instead. Bring him in. Bring in Shovel Face. <laughs> you know what? Say what we will about that. I am so stoked for that Bro. Batman. Same. I can't wait. I, I mean, I can't believe that somebody in a room somewhere, like an exact greenlit that idea, when somebody goes, you know what? Why don't we get the kids from Twilight? And they go, the only one we can take is Robert Pattinson. Everyone else stays. And they're, oh, okay. Well, I think Kristen Stewart would be a great cat when we'd be like, you, you're fired. Get out of this room. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, though? I could see Kristen Stewart from the latest Charlie's Angels as something, but I still not Catwoman. I think Zoe Kravitz yeah. is going to kill there's, it. There's a superhero role for Kristen Stewart. Mark my words. There is. She you know is what I mean? somewhere could be something we just need her who's a superhero villain secondary character whatever that just kind of stares for a while (laughs) who is it that's a great question 
Because whoever it is, yep. Yep. <laughs> Get her in there. We need yeah. you to stand here, long, uh, angsty gaze, and then just also still look how you look. Don't yeah. do anything else. Like something's <laughs> going on, but something smells. It might be you, uh, but you're very aware. And action. And then it's just this weird lengthy gaze. And you're like, all right, someone else in the scene do something. <laughs> you know who doesn't have a weird lengthy gaze? Michael B. Jordan. God uh, bless that man. You know what? That man could, where some people have a gaze, he has a smolder. You're correct. I'm going to say it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode of the Galactic Dads podcast, uh, where if there was going to be, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a very popular term on Twitter, black Superman. Uh, if there's going to be one, it might, it might as well be Apollo Creed's kid. Brother, it's got to be Michael B., man. He it's got to be. His muscles have muscles. His back has abs. Have you seen that? Yes. That's ridiculous. He's on that kryptonite. He's on something. It's ridiculous. Superhuman uh, growth yeah. hormone. Oh, man. But, that however, you're right, though. It was good to bring him up because he might be bringing Valzad to life over on HBO Max. Justice. I mean, Sweet we're, justice. We were talking a little bit before the recording, but you said what, maybe 90 95%, I think, is what people are reporting now. Yeah, it's like pretty in the bag that he's going to produce uh, a show for Valzad through HBO Max. So just um, for people who aren't aware, who is Valzad? Valzad is the actual canonical, like what we hold on to as, you know, the black community as black Superman. Uh, he's from a different Earth than Clark Kent, um, but he is still has the same story arc, like Crash Lands on Krypton, and he's technically uh, Clark's, like, Cousin, foster right? brother or something like that. Yeah, yeah they're, like, first familial link related, right? Like, yeah. nuclear family related. Yeah. Um, but yet, no, he, it's like an Earth 2 kind of story yeah. uh, where instead of Clark coming over, it was Valzad. Same problems with the landing gear, right? Kind of, <laughs> kind of crashes over there on on good old Earth. Uh, is raised well, or okay enough, right? Right. And then uh, some real bad stuff happens. Real bad. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one where Darkseid successfully invades Earth, right? That's the canon I believe there. So, that's yeah. the Earth Two story there from the New Fifty Two Earth Two uh, line. Which, by the way, was a really good series. It was dark, though. It was like Tom Taylor dark. Oof. You know what I'm you saying? You hate to go there, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you you're like pretty this, gritty. You're, you're this far above zombies, but a scoonch below injustice. Correct. Mm-hmm. Except in this one, instead of a Superman who is owned by Darkseid, he's just gone. He was killed by Darkseid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Coop, scoop, and done. And that's why Valzad steps up as the Superman of this Earth. And he actually looked really cool. Like, I liked his uh, costume color scheme. It was, like, yeah. still mostly blue, but instead of, like, red where the cape and trunks and stuff wore, it was white. Uh, yes. And then the red was still in the S area, so it was, you know, classic but new. Yeah, it just had this very kind of new century feel to the character. And um, the reason it's a big deal is because a lot of the black community just did not agree with them just making Clark Kent black for making it diverse sake, you know? Um, that's not what we 
need for representation, if that makes any sense. Oh, wait, Mary, are uh, you talking about the movie that apparently Jay James JJ Abrams is attached to? Yes. Yeah, where they Again. just go, all right, it's still Clark, but he's but a little hey, darker. He's black, yeah. Right? That'll have some points, huh? You know, at that point, just let Quentin Tarantino write it. Let's see how right, it goes. Why not? <laughs> this Jesus. is not gonna go well. Oh god. No. no. But that's why everyone's so excited for Michael B. Jordan doing the actual material. Like that's what we want as far as you know, representation goes in superhero stuff. Like mm. make the black characters just exist. We don't need you to like diversify white characters just because. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I see. I see. That makes yeah, so I see what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What about um Calvin Ellis? Calvin Harris? Calvin Ellis? Yes. Oh yeah. The other Superman who happens to be president. I would be down for that story. That'd so, be cool. So that Superman exists in a different era of the multiverse. Uh actually not era, like he, he exists right now. Yeah. He just is on a different Earth. But he puts together, like, the multiversal team that includes Captain Carrot. I kid thee not, it's a super-powered Bugs Bunny. <laughs> but they, they maintain the multiverse. You know what? WB owns the rights, so if they wanted to do that... it's I mean, it's not actually they, Bugs, but it's, it's a rabbit. They could do it, though. It's a rabbit in a super superhero suit. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's get it. I'm all for Captain Carrot. If we can do Spider-Ham, we can do Captain Carrot. Let's oh, roll. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but no, that's that's cool, though. I would be very excited to see, especially if it's done well. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if Michael's doing it, it's surely. Like, he doesn't miss. When he does projects, it's usually pretty good. When yeah. he's in the producer seat, it's usually pretty good. Absolutely. I'll say that. If he's just signed on to play the Human Torch, it's probably not going to be great. <laughs> oh, God. Let us not speak of that film or that production ever again. Pile of rocks. That's Dear what that was. God. Anyway, but uh, have you seen Without Remorse over there on the Amazon Prime? Yes. Whoa. He is absolutely fantastic. That man is not right. He's not okay. No. And I everyone's going to feel his pain. It's a very atypical storyline, right? Like we've seen this before, but again, it's just oh, it's so it's very typical. Having Michael B. Jordan, yeah. you know, yeah, it's really like you've taken everything from me, and I'm going to take everything from you type of story. Except for yeah. this is the first time I've ever seen a movie where your protagonist, because you can't really call him a hero, no, um, sets a mobster. He he, <laughs> he wrecks the car, right? Oh, that scene. He is t-bones it. And then gets out, pours gas on while the guy's trapped inside, lights it on fire, and you're like, wow, I mean, like, he's making a point. Then he gets in the car <laughs> to get in the backseat to have a conversation. That blew my mind. I was like, okay, this is next level. Like, this like, here is real bro. next level stuff. I was, I, I would have shit myself. I would. I'd just watching it, I'd be like, yo, world star, but we out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to. Not gonna be anywhere close to when this car explodes, and he's like, "There's fire on top of this car that holds gasoline." Let me get in the back seat. I mean, you know, people talk about John Wick, but I ain't never seen him do something like that. No, sorry, he like, he just gets hit by the car and gets up and is like, well, "Whatever." 
Very true. You know, real quick, I have one qualm with John Wick that oh, uh, I, it, it makes no sense to me. The heresy. Well, it's very simple. In the very beginning of John Wick, what happens to John? First movie. <laughs> That's a great question. I have no idea. So, no, no, like the whole catalyst of the film, unfortunately, his wife passes away, um, you know, whatever, and you find that out via flashback. But some like street punk douche comes to his house and they beat him, they get the drop on him and beat him up and then kill his dog and leave. And then throughout the rest of the movie, world class assassins stand no chance against the same man. Like what happened? <laughs> I mean he's he is nothing but kill shots. You know, he sneezes and someone's head explodes on the other side of the screen. But you like in the what? beginning That's of this movie. Point. Three dudes who are only armed with their fist and baseball bats can get the drop on him in his own home. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. I don't know how that movie starts. That is a great point, but I don't think anyone cares. We're just down to see Keanu yeah, no, Reeves I, be I, Keanu Reeves. I get it. You know. it that film is responsible. <laughs> that is for, a valid, great point. And I, hilarious, actually. I get it. But yeah, he goes from Mr. Rogers to this all out <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm a nuke you. He's like, I'm sad my wife died. I, I'm overwhelmed with grief. That's why I'm no longer aware of my surroundings. Except for where this puppy is by my feet. Yes. And, and then after that, it's like, you know, the dog. You know what? That's it. Family and animals make you soft. You got to go hard, and it's all out. The light's out for everyone. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> so moving back to it. I hope Michael B. Jordan goes hard on the production of, I don't even know what they would call it. What would What would they call this movie? Right, I'm sorry, Damn. TV series. That is a great question. Valzad and his Earth crew. Like, I don't so know. You almost could just go with Valzad if you wanted to, um, just to really hammer it home. Kind of like Krypton, you know, it was just, that's just the name of the show. Um, Valzad Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Well, because you can't call it Krypton because that show's on sci fi. That's true. And you can't, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to call this one. Earth, I mean, I bet they could Earth probably just take the society. Titles, That'd be know. cool. Yeah. Just side would be cool. That would be cool. Eh, who knows? Oh, well. Yeah. I'm down <laughs> for it. Can't wait. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, there's another movie trailer that just got a new release today. Oh, it, baby. Oh, yeah. That's Venom. Let There Be <sighs> Carnage. You seemed very excited about this. I'm going to go ahead and let you just espouse that. <laughs> Listen. As soon as they made that little post-credit scene in the first Venom, mm -hmm. I was just giddy because Carnage is one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man villains, and the fact that he's being played by Woody Harrelson, I, I, uh, there's no words. I'm just so excited. I want to see it. I want to see the real thing on screen and just be in awe. I mean, pure awe. Uh, hopefully, the wig's better. Let's talk hopefully. about it. <laughs> We can can hope for a better wig. I think they nixed it by the looks of the trailer, so thank God. Yeah, he's still got fake hair, though. I mean, yeah. it's Woody Harrelson. Let's be real. Even yeah, in, but it looks better than the one in the post credit scene. It does. Well, yeah. That, one was, that was like That was a Raggedy Andy wig. I was like, you guys are kidding me. You would have been better off just to leave him bald. Yes. But that's okay. Um, that really isn't a big thing for me because in this new trailer, you get to see his interaction with Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. 
And that's entertaining because they show him bite Eddie Brock. And that is where he gets the blood transfer in the spawn of Venom. Yes. And it's it's coo- cooler than the comics. It personally. is. It is actually cool. I think that's comics. way cooler. Um, I think but the only is, question uh, yeah. I have is how they're getting toxin into this. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody bites Cletus. I don't know. <laughs> it's cannibals everywhere in this universe. I don't know. It's just a bunch of people biting fingers. That's why you don't poke your finger in the cage of the animal. They True. will bite you. True. What do you, How does Carnage look to you, though, in this trailer? How does he look? Fantastic. First of all, he looks red. He doesn't look like another kind of like muted grayish red blob like yeah, the he's, other he's Venom red. was. You know yeah, what? like he looks like Carnage. Even Venom in this trailer says, oh, sh-. Language. Dirty mouth. That's a red one. <laughs> Which means clearly from that planet, uh, from the lore that we got in the first movie, like even that Venom is like, oh, we don't mess with those, bro. That's like a Floridian. You're like, no, nah, not. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Not today. No, nah, I, I don't need that kind of I need that kind of trouble in my afternoon. <laughs> you know what though? That is probably the the thing. I was just, I was just not blown away by the different symbiotes and stuff mm. in Venom. In fact, when I was done watching Venom, all I really thought was there were cool parts, but could have passed. Yeah. And I'm really afraid I'm going to get that from this movie. Now, the only thing that keeps my interest is every time Woody Harrelson's on screen. I mean, I think that's the goal for them, at least with this one, is like, hey, we're giving you carnage, finally, you know? Yeah. I don't really need to see, like, a funny, comedic Eddie Brock talks to the the Venom the whole time, and (laughs) it's like, you know, the odd couple... Uh, just yeah. really weird. Like I, I don't. I'm not interested in that for whatever reason. I don't want Venom to be funny. Mm, okay. I don't know what like. Do I want a hard boiled antisocial like a hole on screen? No, that's not going to be entertaining to watch. Although maybe it would be. Who knows? I think there's a different angle though, because in the comics it's very much a um, kind of like a schizophrenic take. Like when him and the symbiote talk it's hard for Eddie to process still. And then there's the whole, the cancer arc with Eddie and oh. all that too. Like, yeah, that one, that one was rough. You know, I think, I think they wanted to take a little bit of a lighter IP, you know, that I understand. No, I get it. You have to make it appealing to people. Market appeal in, Oh, Donnie Kate's new venom run. Eddie is very aware when he's speaking with the venom suit. Like he's, I'm it's, it's give and take, although I get the, the need for the comedy because, like I said, otherwise the movie wouldn't be as appealing, right? It's like a, it's almost like yeah. a buddy cop, uh, good cop, bad cop kind of vibe going on now. Yeah, for sure. And there's definitely that part of me that wishes we had him more in that plain black and white, almost villain antagonist role uh, opposite to Peter Parker, right? Like we always wanted. Right, but right. Um, since they don't have it yet, and they can't right now because of the, the the rights in the studios, I think this is the coolest like route they could have gone. I think there are a lot of different routes they could take with this because there's a lot of characters that they have the rights to that Marvel does not, and I'm just kind of interested in seeing where they could go with them. Miles Morales. <clears throat> oh, maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> you think they just jump Peter all together and we get a Miles? I don't think they need Peter Parker. They could just make a live action Miles and let that Venom and um, what's that Morbius and Craven, like all those characters, just deal with Miles. What about? Let's see, if you do that, you gotta take away his Venom blast. Do you? Yes. I guess it's his get out of jail free card and all the comic it really stories. is though. I mean, it's a great it writing loophole. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm cool with it. I'm sure there would be different variations of powers, right? But, like, he uses that to get out of stuff that otherwise he would have just needed experience to do. True. Very true. And while that's cool, I don't need a MacGuffin for the end of every new Spider-Man movie from Sony. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I don't want it. They don't need that kind of help for lazy writing. That's fair. Okay, all right. That's Says great. the guy who has never made a movie in his whole life. So, harsh <laughs> criticism, I'm, I'm still. I think it's valid. Like you write stuff, like it's not like a an errant thought from some, you know, guy in a wheel uh, not a wheelchair, armchair on Twitter or something, Arm, you know, armchair expert a value thing. Yeah. This is trash. <laughs> I can't tell you why, but it's trash. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. And Tom right. Brady can't play no football. I would have won state in 88 had Coach put me in. You know what? That's Simone Biles. She's a quitter. That's all oh, she is. Oh, God. I'm making it timely. I'm making it very oh, timely. Oh, God. What? If I wasn't busy eating this quarter pounder with cheese, <laughs> I'd get up on that sawhorse or vault podium or on them rings and do a all-around exercise that would just do America proud. you damn right. You're representing <laughs> that country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's unfair. We stereotype and typecast the person we think saying that. The person that that talks like that is probably like, that's right, stick it to the man. You won't owe them nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> it's probably like so. the Karens, that a voice I can't do. The Karens and the Todds of the world be like, that's just disrespectful. You should give your body up in your early years of life and have nothing left for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that america's sweetheart what was her name carrie 96 olympics god you were probably two um yeah i was i was like three bro <laughs> yeah oh geez ouch yeah. i know who you're talking about though the gymnast though she yeah. like had a broken leg or something crazy yeah, like she, she was like yeah. she legit told her coach yo i can't feel my left leg <laughs> I don't think that was the exact phrasing she used. Uh, she, get out there, she was. Kid. She really was like, I, "Hey man, I can't feel my left leg." The coach was like, "We just need one more. Just vault <laughs> at, at speeds that like the human body is not meant to do. I want you to just leave it all out on the floor." And she did it, and somehow stuck the landing. And of course, the rest is Olympic history. But like after that, it's not like she was jogging up to Seven Eleven for everything she needed anymore. Like. That was a career-ending moment for her. Yeah, that was it. And she wasn't even, like, she wasn't even 20. Like, I get Simone's, what, 24? Yeah, she's something yeah. like that. So anyway, yeah, so all that from us talking about people writing movies. Uh, <laughs> armchair experts. Exactly, dude, if exactly. You, if you can't do it, don't talk about it. Exactly. Unless you have a podcast, in which case, talk about whatever you want. I don't want well, yeah. to write myself out into a... <laughs> 
Oh, God. Move in. Let's go. Let's move on. It's going It's going bad here. It's going bad. Speaking oh, of things that uh, people get all excited about, uh, money is definitely one of them. And if you don't give me all the money that I could have maybe had, guess what? I'm going to sue you, just like Scarlett Johansson. Absolutely. You know what, though? That sounds bad. I'm actually, from what I have read about the lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson has brought against Disney... Uh, it seems valid. It seems like a pretty clear case of a breach of contract. Yeah. I mean, a lot of actors have in their contracts that their movies are only to be seen in theaters. And I had a theory as to why it was taking so long for us to get Black Widow. Because that thing was done and shot like... Oh, it was in the tank. Yeah. It was in the tank for a long time. So the only theory I had was that they were renegotiating that part of her contract to where they could do streaming. But after all this came out, now I'm like, okay, Disney, what the actual F took so long? <laughs> well, I was, I was looking. Yeah, you're right. Because you waited this long. You could have launched it and just like, you're going to sue us anyway. Um, well, let's talk about it real quick. The reason you touched on it, uh, that the lawsuit was filed is because is a breach of contract. A lot of big name movie stars have a clause in their contract that states it must be released theatrically. And a lot of my compensation comes from the performance of the film at the box office. Correct. That's where they make those real big bucks. When you find out people make, you know, 10, 15, $20 million for a movie it's not because they get that money up front. If they did, no movies would ever be afforded to be made. Correct. So that's how that works. And that's why it's a big deal to actors that these movies are kind of stalling a little bit and then also simultaneously being released in on streaming services at the same time. Yeah, I mean, for the actors, it's a lose-lose because, like, the COVID numbers situation isn't helpful with the box office. Like there's the domestic one, like, cause people literally can't go to the theater in some places. Um, and then on top of that, some, I don't think a lot of them have written in the streaming stuff. So like, they're just missing out on maybe five, six million off top. Yeah. You know? I mean, that honestly is, it's a whole new frontier, uh, yeah. streaming stuff with movies being released on streaming platforms. that probably is not in any contracts and if it is it it's a very recent thing um perhaps maybe with like the rocks jungle cruise perhaps we'll see uh but as far as scarlett johansson who really honestly has everything it's kind of like a perfect timing if she wants to take a suit to the house of mouse because her character's essentially done the mcu she's not fighting to stay there She's just fighting to get paid what she would consider fair. Yeah. And it kind of fits her mold, at least from what we've seen from Scarlet Joe over the last 10 years or so. Um, and to be fair, like, I liked Blake Widow. I had fun. It was the first MCU movie I got to see in a theater and, you know, since COVID and all that. But I do think that's a, that's a movie that could have been a Disney Plus series at the oh. end of the day. I really do. Oh, um, that's a hot take. It is. It is a hot, hot take. I had fun. I enjoyed watching Scarlett Joe. She was great. Um, the actress alongside her, I always forget her name. Or she, was, she was so awesome. Yeah, she I really was. I loved her. She was almost as good as that vest. 
Yeah, so exactly. Cool. <laughs> so many pockets. <laughs> um, but I do think had this been a six-part Disney Plus series, I would have just lost my mind. Do uh, you know what? This is the first time I have actually heard that opinion. And I think you're right. <laughs> I think that Black Widow did not need to be a movie. It could have been a six-part Disney Plus series. And I think the only reason that it is not or was not is because Scarlett Johansson was probably like, nah, man, I do movies. Like, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't transitioned my career yet to streaming service TV shows yet. Correct. Yeah, I do think it's big time a a lot on her shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, because, because of the good things in that movie, I really wanted to see more of it. So I'm like, this would have been an amazing show. Yeah, I, I want to see more of Florence Pugh and her interact. I want to see more with her and her dad in Russia and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I definitely could have seen more Red Guardian. Oh yeah, especially in prison. Like that was that was fun. Um, I did. I had qualms, but I would have at least liked to see the Red Room and the Taskmaster Protocol elaborated on a bit. Yeah, they Marvel villained it a bit with the oh, Taskmaster. I'm not gonna lie. They turn. I mean, they turned her into the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Bro, even saw red. I mean, the girl was even looking through red eyes. Like that's <laughs> your Terminator. I don't know what else to tell you. Not the cool <laughs> melting liquid metal model either. Like your T eight hundred. I'm sorry, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. However, oh, though, like that. And I have said this in previous episodes of the podcast. I saw that twist coming a mile away. For sure. I was like, you know what? I bet you Taskmaster is a woman. And then the more I thought about it, they go, I bet you Taskmaster is that little girl. And then, yeah, boom. Dracov's daughter. There it is. Easy to see. I mean, really, you should be in pieces uh, under the rubble of a building. Uh, but you just got, like, some weird face scar. Uh, someone two-faced you, I guess. And then put a cybernetic chip in your back because daddy didn't care. And now you're just a sweet Terminator walking around. Yeah, just a happy-go-lucky little, you know, I'll shoot you in the eyeball, you know, cut your throat open, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> no big deal, you know, just a very casual murder, you yeah. know. Unless you're a, a, a character who's important to the plot, in which case right, I'll take it very easy with you. You'll get pushed a lot, but I won't <laughs> stab you immediately the way I would any type of secondary character. Correct. Because plot armor exists. Exactly. <laughs> plot armor. I guess it's like 20 layers deep of Kevlar with that plot armor. Well, have you seen the honest trailer for Black Widow? No, I have not. Do yourself a solid. Go watch it. <laughs> I will. You will laugh so hard. I definitely will. Because um, even and- watching the movie, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You guys are doing great work. I Absolutely. did like the movie though. I enjoyed it. Okay, good. Let's see. That's that's the thing. If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. You know. I had a, I had a good time, and that exactly. was really important to me because that was my first movie in theaters since the whole pandemic hit. Like that wow, was like it was really? like a moment for me. That's awesome. And it was really cool because I got to go to the movies like by myself. I oh. know like a lot of people like if, oh. if you're a dad, you understand just how incredible that experience is. Uh, but if you're like a younger person, you're like, oh, my God, that's so sad. And I'm like, no, please don't come <laughs> try and talk to me. Just let me be alone right now. I need this. 
Listen, I'm not a dad, but like I have been all about solo movies for a long time. Like it's oh, just it's fantastic. Bro. It does. It hits different because you're like you're so. I don't know. There's this. They talk about the magic of the movies, right? Yeah. And how watching a movie is like it's escapism. I think if you're not alone, you don't get lost in the movie as well. Correct. Like if you're all by yourself and you can just let go and slide into whatever world that you're seeing there that works really well but you know there are other times that that does not help you like i don't think Endgame would have been as good to me if i saw it by myself because that was like that was like a generational moment yeah that's like going to see star wars for the first time when it came out in the 70s you yeah. know you know what was that was the luke i'm your father moment it of really my was. generation yeah, for except sure. for it was 10 times cooler well well yeah you guys got the good stuff bro like come on yeah dude cap had the hammer let's go come on and he like he looked like he was at the end of his lease with it like he knew exactly what to do it was wonderful just the build-up that whole scene it's just cap there's this tiny little bit of light over this gloom and dew and the whole army is lined up and he's ready to just die. Like, he yeah. knows what's going on. He's like, on. I can do this all day, which, oh, according to my experience over the last 15 minutes, should be about 30 seconds from now I'll be done. But whatever. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, the portals open and, you know, the army arrives. And he says the one thing that every Avengers movie fan has been waiting for since they said, hey, we're going to do an Avengers movie. And it's the line, Avengers Assemble. And you're just like, oh, I just knocked over my popcorn in my lap. I am so sorry. I was done. I Uh, lost it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You and everyone else in the theater. It was great, man. I loved it. Well, yeah, it was good to be back in the theater. And Black Widow, I think, gets a lot of stuff I would be more critical on. It gets a pass because I was just so happy to be there. I think that's fair. And to be honest, when I saw that Jeremy Renner wasn't cast in the movie, I'm like, okay, so we're not going to get any of the, um, the what, whatever the hell, Budapest, Budapest. stuff. Yeah. Budapest. Pest. Oh, you're, Pest. excuse me. The Pest mode. The Pest mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You uh, don't, you don't get any of that action, which I was really hoping for in this movie. Same. That's like the whole big bit of that relationship. And I thought like, for sure, they get Jeremy Renner in this movie. Um, but no feminism. We can't do that because you know why not? Why that we have David Harbor. We, we do, but like, it's to play that opposite, like terrible father character that she survived. You know, that Ugh. kind of thing. Um, like, <laughs> I perpetuated this horrible lie, uh, and even took part in child trafficking. Clearly, <laughs> um, he really did. He really did. Let's be <laughs> real about it, guys. Let's be real, real. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in that movie that was not okay that I was just, because it was a Marvel movie and they made it funny, I was like, all right, we're going to let this go. Uh, But the whole beginning of that movie, I'm like, triggered. Mm, Nope. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, Since you had seen Black Widow, like, would you take Kinsley to see that? No. Because I watched the first 15 minutes and I'm like, yo. This is not, like, there is a lot of subliminal stuff, and it is dark. Okay, first of all, that rendition of Teen Spirit that plays in the opening credits, awesome. I actually went, uh, it is. I yeah. actually went and got the, the soundtrack and 
um, I didn't buy it because it's 2021, but I went to Spotify and I found it and I started playing it. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It is so good. But the problem is they're showing you all these images of like child soldiers. <laughs> you know, like it, it goes beyond just like the normal, like, Hey, taken, you know, these bad men are going to kidnap you. No, these are children who are found and taken and forced to be child soldiers. It's horrible. Yeah, and, and not only like, that, they get really, really, really good at it. Yeah. I mean, take one look at uh, Yelena, who's Florence Poe in the movie. Uh, yeah. But she's like, hey, you know what? Um, all of a sudden, uh, I see the errors of my ways, even though I've killed hundreds of people. Like, she even says in the movie, oh, it's like hundreds. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, Just I guess passing. it's cool because now your sister's back and, like, that's fun now. Whatever. Or the forced sterilization gets to be a, a funny gag in, the, in yeah. the back where Red Guardian's like, oh, you're being gross. I'm like, um, no, that's horrific. And they're just like, eh. <laughs> you know, like, just making it, a laugh, you know. It was a like Tuesday. A thing. It's okay. Yeah, we all. Jesus. We're, we're all cool about it. There was a lot of stuff in that movie that I felt was really glossed over. Uh, but again, like, I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh, I'm twice as angry for these women. Because uh, I'm not a woman, but I'm saying, like, obviously I want none of that for my daughter. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, yeah, you I don't need that. I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I want to feel, like, too hard about this, but I'm fairly certain I have good reason to feel strongly about all this. <laughs> like, none of this is okay, all right? I did oh. like in the movie, though, when Yelena was talking, um, some... <laughs> Natasha and she's like so you're like one of the smaller Avengers like you know if something really big happens they call one of the other ones right and she's like what wow <laughs> she really did sneak diss her for like 15 minutes total in this movie and it was wonderful I was like damn son could you ooh, a little oh sav on that burn my god <laughs> I mean, she's talking about the posing too I was cracking up I was like she's uh, so right oh yeah and then she did she was like oh that was gross <laughs> But I was laughing. I was like, she should have made fun of Tony Stark, too. Every time he landed, it was the same pose. Oh, my God. Superhero Secret pose landing, coming up. Yeah. They need to let Yelena and Deadpool meet. Oh, that'd be great. And that'd, that'd be a good amazing. time. Because he'd be like, superhero pose. And she'd be like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, good stuff. But anyway, so. Good stuff. No, I liked Black Widow. There was some stuff I didn't like, obviously, but, you know, just an overall Marvel movie experience. It was par for the course. It's great. We're we're back. The train's rolling again. It just felt good. It was like, okay, MCU movie, saw it in theater, and like it's supposed to be. And, you know, now we got Shang-Chi coming and the Eternals, so ready to rock. Yeah, actually, the Eternals drops here real soon, like next month. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And we get What If this month in just a couple of days. Yeah, I, like, I am uh, so excited. August 11th, I think that drops. Mm-hmm. And that looks so cool. One, because it's the first Marvel, like Disney Plus, well, uh, MCU Disney Plus right. cartoon. Right. Yeah. Like, it's it's animated. Um, there's a ton of animated Marvel properties over on Disney Plus already. But this is, like, the first one from the MCU. And it looks so cool. It does, and I, th- 
I don't think it's supposed to tie to Loki, but now that I've watched Loki, I feel like it's somehow all still going to be connected, even though there are these bunch of variants storylines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a good way to kind of launch that. It would make yeah. sense. Right. And the MCU is historically great at just giving you everything on face value. Yeah. Right. Like they say, this is what is, and this is what we're doing. Then that's what it is. And that's what they're doing. There's no, there's no, it's Mephisto the whole time <laughs> it, as bad as we wanted. Like, no, it's, it's just Agatha. It's cool. It's fine. And we told you that from the jump, but whatever. Okay. Don't, don't want to listen to us. You know, you'll still like it uh, when you get your medicine and you'll take it and you'll like it. And we do. And we loved it. So multiverse variants, that's where we get what if. Although I do feel like you get to see one of the watchers in this. So I don't know how like canon this is going to be. Uh, will they show us a watcher that was hanging out with Stan from Guardians Volume 2? Or will we see Uatu himself? We uh, could. I don't know. Um. But ultimately, I think this is just another brilliant, you know, Disney marketing machine. It's just getting people ready for multiverse. Like, that's, they've just been kind of babying it along and stuff right now. But and this it's What a, If show is really going to blow it open. It's a great way to sell a boatload of pops. <laughs> no joke. There's going to be so many no pops from joke. this, man. So many. It's almost embarrassing the amount of pops that's going to come from this. Yeah. I wonder how many I'm going to buy. I mean, I've had my eye on the new Spider-Man one for a minute. That one's really suit. cool. That suit is ridiculous. It's it's beautiful. I mean, it's pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. Just but the design of it is just gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what, though? Let's go ahead. Let's, let's jump from Marvel. Are you ready to jump ship? Oh, let's do it. You want to talk yeah. DC again? Absolutely. All right, let's talk Suicide Squad. That drops this Friday. <laughs> I cannot wait. And now, big part of me wants to go to the movies to see this. But I might just catch on HBO Max because I'll already be home. True, true. I think a large part of me has that feeling too, uh, especially depending on if the lads want to watch it in Discord, which is a very real possibility. Because if we do that, then I don't need to go out because I'm already with the homies, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see James Gunn getting to do another Guardians movie, but it's just got DC on it, you know? Dude, and it looks <laughs> like the characters they gave him, I cannot believe it. Yeah. They gave him Weasel, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. <laughs> they gave him, like, the Polka Dot Man, dude, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, no, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> These Ours outrageous he... characters. Yeah. And who, they, oh, they gave him Mongal. They gave him, like, <laughs> the Javelin. <gasps> Like he's got all like these weird obscure characters, and then they took like Peacemaker, and he's oh. somehow like you know who you know who he reminds me. Of? It's John Cena, right? Yeah, he, he's Peacemaker. Um, he reminds me of Drax of Dave Bautista's Drax. It really is the same vibe, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Because <laughs> he says weird, crazy stuff, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my god! I want to see what he does with Harley Quinn. I want to see like how he directs. Um, god, what the Margo. name? Margot. Margot. Yeah. Robbie. And how she like takes his direction from? Because I assume he wrote a little bit too. James Gunn usually does. Um, 
So I want to see kind of what his take on that character is in this movie. That's what I'm most curious about. I'm actually interested to see um, uh, these characters are established, right? It's obvious that you still have the same Amanda Waller. You still have the same Rick Flag. You still have the same Harley. Right. But they're tweaked just a little bit. And so I, you're right. I am interested to see where that goes. Because the cool part about this is there's not going to be any... Uh, I say this before the film. God, I hope they don't prove me wrong. And I don't have to eat <laughs> my boot. But there is no beam in the sky that they're going to have to battle. No. Which, thank God. Oh, my. I'm so tired of that. But... I mean... There is the starfish. <laughs> yeah, there is Starro. They stole it from Titans, but Dude, hey, I'll take it. Starro is amazing, though. <laughs> I can't believe it. And the entire time when they released that first poster, there is a big star around all of them, and like no one made the connection. And then that trailer dropped at Fandom, and they're like, it's a freaking kaiju up in this bitch. <laughs> like, it's, Dude, it's Starro. Get the hell out of here. That's awesome. I was just in disbelief because I'm like, I saw the little clip of it in the trailer. I'm like, no effing way. And they showed the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they actually are doing Star. That's a that's a James Gunn move <laughs> right there. He's like, I was like, right, any other directors not doing crazy this. people and these obscure characters. And then let's add one more big obscure character and make it a lot of fun. And you're just like, mm-hmm, yes, I'm in. I'm in. Even King Shark, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. It's That's kind of his Groot, too, if you think about it. It is. King Shark, is, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's his Groot for this movie. Yeah, Man, Marvel you just really nailed it. <laughs> Man, we're doing really good at picking out these characters, right? Yeah. And, and obviously, Rick Flagg oh, will be yeah, his Star-Lord. I'm, I'm just so excited for this. I, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I am excited, though, to see the different variations of these characters that have already existed, right? Like, here's our our Drax, and now, like you just pointed out, that's going to be our Groot. Uh, but yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Suicide Squad. Same. Cannot wait. All right, what else we got on the docket? Oh, you uh, the want to talk about the Long Halloween. Yeah. Oh, two, that was it. Dropped. Yeah, so Batman The Long Halloween is the latest. It's broken into two parts um, in true DC animated universe fashion. Uh, they did the same thing with The Dark Knight Returns, part one, two. They're doing it now with The Long Halloween, which is so good, by the way. I'm going to have to buy it on YouTube and watch it or something. Yeah, so the first one uh, introduces us to Batman, who was voiced by Jensen Eccles. Oh, perfect. Oh, it's so good, too. He does a bunch of their movies, I think. He does. He does. Well, the first one he did that was awesome is he was Red Hood. He was Jason Todd. Yeah, that's the one the, I remember. The Batman yeah. the Hood, which that movie is underrated. Even John DiMaggio's Joker is good in that movie. It really is. I loved the Red Hood. And Bruce Greenwood as Batman was awesome. <laughs> it really was. I mean, I felt like they just nailed the voice casting on that one. Uh, but this one's really good, too. They've got a lot of big-name actors are the voices behind this. Uh, and even um, Harvey Dent is voiced by Josh Dummel. Oh, wow. Jeez, Louise. And he does very well. He does very well. Uh, Troy Baker's in there as Joker. Uh, and if you're not immediately familiar with that, he was the voice of Joker for Batman Arkham's, Arkham Origins. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 is out. Part 2 just dropped as well. You can check that out. I know on Vudu, uh, you can go find it uh, and some other like on-demand places. I think it's even on Amazon Prime now. Ooh. Yeah, like you have to go rent it. But uh, So I guess that's not on Amazon Prime. It's just on Amazon. Either way, I'll probably just watch it. <laughs> yeah, it seems really cool, though, because it follows the seminal tale from Jeff Loeb uh, with art by Tim Sale. Uh, Ooh, okay. Oh, so good. It kind of like the animation for this doesn't really follow Tim Sale's artwork, though, which I was kind of bummed about. I, that kind of makes sense because the DC movies have a very certain like animation style from the they, they use one studio um, mm. for most of their stuff, and, the, and they've kind of done that for the last I don't know, like six, seven years, I'd say. Yeah, but they've broken it up and tried to mirror the artwork for like Batman Hush. Mm-hmm. They obviously tried to work out a little bit of his Jim Lee inspired art uh, for Superman, Batman apocalypse. They kind of tried to mirror like as best they could in almost an anime fashion, Michael Turner's artwork. And then yeah. in Superman, Batman public enemies, they definitely tried to mimic the artwork of Ed McGinnis. They definitely did. Well, with Hush, that was like Jim Lee's big, um, kind of Batman book and that one. And there was another one that he did that really, um, kind of made him oh. the Batman guy. Um, what made him the one? Batman guy was him doing hush that man, the Batman guy, but also Batman black and white. That one too. Uh, yeah. Was yep. what really cemented him. They're like, Gorgeous. dude, well, it was right after they, uh, actually at first they're like, Hey, can you do some work? This is while Jim was still at Wildstorm. Uh, and they were like, can you do some work? over here for us and he was like i do a few things and they're like all right so we're gonna try and buy his studio from him and then see if he'll start working for us and that's exactly what happened yeah which worked out great because he's now like the publisher yeah over and he still does twitch streams and stuff too which is crazy yeah he's great and he's also really cool um i didn't know he was from st louis did you know that no what yeah uh, That's wild. So, so everybody who listens to this show, get ready to drink, because uh, I'm gonna mention C2E2 again. But <laughs> when I when I got to meet him at uh, one of the C2E2s I went to, um, I did the thing where he like he would talk to you for a little bit, signed a bunch of stuff. It's where I got my, um, I think it's Batman number. I don't know why I'm blanking on this right now, but it's the beginning of the Hush storyline. I think it's Batman 608. That's what it is. Um, oh my god uh, I did the second printing uh, so it had like a lower run so it was a little more rare I got him to sign that bad boy uh, and then I got him to sign the Superman 204 which started his Superman for Tomorrow story Oh my and that was like god. he finished Hush and then started working with Brian Azzarello to do a Superman story and it, it was like two whole years of solid beautiful Jim Lee consistently working on like the anchor books for dc it was incredible time in the early 2000s dear god man yeah it was great and then they're like hey why don't you uh he was like you know what i I like drawing books but i also like being in charge and like no problem uh (laughs) clear out someone's office and uh it's all yours and then pretty much we are today yeah he's from st louis his he was like he kind of grew up in west county 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, his parents did want him to be like a doctor and stuff, and he was like, but I like to draw. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've heard that part of it. Yeah. I didn't know as he was in St. Louis. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he grew up in St. Louis, uh, which was really cool, because uh, I was like, oh, so you know this road? And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool, where do your parents live? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> He was like, no, not cool. No, not cool. Not cool don't, don't ask me that question, That's you crazy weird. person. Obviously, I moved them to California with me, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, cool, will you sign my face? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, oh, definitely go God. check out The Long Halloween. That that really looks cool. I can't wait to watch it. Hell yeah, I definitely will. I, I've been excited for these um, new uh, animated series from... Uh, DC. I the feel like the really... Superman one was really good. Man of Tomorrow. I watched that one. It was awesome. Man of Tomorrow was good. Did you watch Red Sun? I loved Red Sun. That was yeah. so cool. It was great. And, uh, they man, they've been doing a lot of them, too, though. Man yeah. of Tomorrow was really good. And my hot take was that instead of the DCEU, they should have just done live-action movies of, like, all the animated stuff they've done. Like, keep the same... Uh, actors and stuff, but just do what they've been doing with the animated series. Just keep making all these awesome like Justice League movies. Just or bring bring those actual comic book storylines to the screen. Yeah, like just do that. I no feel, one care. I feel like that's what they're kind of giving us with the Batman. Yeah, true. I, I really feel like they're taking Frank Miller's Year One and mixing it pretty closely to Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's Batman Earth One. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. You catch that sure. vibe? Like I visually, I could. Yeah, I definitely I catch that, that Riddler vibe. Yeah, so absolutely, and kind of like the political aspect of. I feel like Penguin is kind of political uh, from the trailer. I could be wrong, but I don't. True. I don't know if he's running for office like he was in office in, in Batman Earth One. So, um, really excited to see that kind of stuff. Same. I'm just, I'm ready for this kind of new angle on Batman. It's the same feeling I have with Superman on the Superman Lois. Um, we've always seen the established Batman. That's one that's been doing it for 10-ish years or something. Uh, kind of got it in Batman Begins, but even then, there's still a big time jump. Yeah, that's um, true. Massive time jump. This is going to be like the most young and raw, like, Batman we've ever seen. Yeah, this is, is certainly an unrefined Batman, especially his fighting style. Yeah. Like, in the famous beatdown scene from the trailer, which yeah, it's famous now. It's like, <laughs> what are you supposed to be? And like, he doesn't even answer. It. He just lets his fist talk, and then he, when everyone else is looking around, he's like, "I'm vengeance." I'm like, "Really?" Because you look like an language. Do it to mouth. Oh, I'm being honest right now. You got a cape on with the goddamn bad ears. Like, what are you? Probably what are you doing? Pulled up in that Dodge Charger without a muffler. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. You got kids sleeping upstairs. What do you got a rocket on that thing for? You want to <laughs> language? Do it to mouth. And Miles, like what the hell? Jeez, yeah, it's just Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the corner <laughs> is, giving them the business. The corner. It's sad Affleck in the corner, like, hey, what the <laughs> you doing here? <laughs> He's like, yo, look, I just took a break from being on a yacht with J Lo in it, but. And uh, I just want to let you know that that car is so obnoxious. It is unbelievably obnoxious. Here's a riddle for you. Who the hell's driving down the street? Obviously, it's Batman. You're Batman. We all know. Yeah, you're f- 
Batman. Congratulations. I've been doing it way longer. Everybody liked me more. They wanted my movie to get made. You're the sub, okay? You run the freaking JV team, all you know, right? You know I was what, varsity here. all state. Come here, look at me. Say hello to your mother for me. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That one stung, didn't it? <laughs> what are you going to do? Tell your dad? <laughs> oh, oh no, I, You know what? That no. hurts me, too. I'm, I'm Batman, <laughs> <That> too. <one's- laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, <laughs> See, these are the types of things that happen in our episodes. They just kind of evolve into fun. I'm going to let you know, I've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been too long, man. Oh, dude, it really has. I had a great time. I always, always have a good time. And then we'll do the thing where we say, all right, we're going to do this again soon. And then it's going to be like a year and a half, two years. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it a goal to make sure it's not quite a year and a half. So what, like. what we'll do is we'll just, um, as soon as your Twitch stream gets picked up, uh, I'll come on. Apparently, it'll be five years. And uh, yes. I'll be like, wow, I'm really old. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, that guy, who's that old guy? <laughs> He's the one with the like the big boobin podcast that just did a live show down in freaking Vegas, you know? Oh, in Vegas. You can't send me to Vegas to do a live show. <laughs> They'll be like, and here comes B, and I'll be like, I'm drunk. <laughs> That's the whole point of the live show. I, lo- I lost all my kids' college tuition. <laughs> I bet on black and it was oh, red God. twice. <laughs> That'll be a good time. Somewhere Ben Affleck and Matt Damon like, hey, how do you like them apples? I'm like, poor. <laughs> Give me some of your yacht money. <laughs> oh, no. Not uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, well. Oh, well. By the way, Ben Affleck is having a moment. I don't care what anyone says. He broke the internet last week with reports of him being back in the Flash movie and then also him on a yacht with J-Lo for her 50-whatever-th birthday looking all sorts of terrific like that man, he's like he's continuously living the life. It's ridiculous. He you even, know, he even makes he is. like struggling to carry a Dunkin' Donuts order look good some way somehow. Like I don't <laughs> understand. He really is one of those people, man. It just doesn't matter. He's crushing it. He's yeah. like, you know what? You know, what I'm gonna balance this drink order with one of my Oscars. How about that? <laughs> Casually, by the way, people forget that. By the way, like that guy has what two oscars i think yeah he's got two like he's a good actor and a good writer and then all of a sudden he's like you know what i'm not done yet i'll be batman (laughs) (laughs) you piece of shit (laughs) how dare you have it all oh he's like and then i'll also marry jennifer garner i'm like oh you horrible man we'll have beautiful children how dare you sir then we'll get an amicable divorce and now I'm going to go back to slaying J-Lo on a yacht. And I'm just like, I can't. He became Bruce Wayne. I don't understand. He really, he lived the role. Some method acting was applied there. <laughs> All right. Keep him away from Tom Hardy's knee, though. We don't have time right. for that. Love God, please. <laughs> All right. Anyway, buddy, it's been a great time. I look As forward always. to the next time. It will not be a year and a half, I swear. No, no, we'll not. No, we'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, we should have things rolling here with the the Twitch stuff. Maybe, probably, I'm gonna give us a generous window. Hopefully, November ish mm-hmm. around okay. there. Keep an eye out. Okay. The Twitch page is made, so now it's just kind of doing more test runs and fine tuning with the overlays and all that. Yeah, I so. I highly recommend you work out all the technical kinks so you don't lose audio in the middle of the episode many many times. 
That is so <laughs> professional. That's pro grade, bro. Hey, man, it happens. Um, you should also, though, uh, are your commissions still open? Um, I'm about to close them for a minute because I'm getting a little backed up, but um, I, I think for another couple of weeks, I'll keep them open. You know what? Um, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Plug it. Where can people check out your work? Because it's incredible work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my Instagram is at art by Jalen. Uh, and then on Twitter, it's just Jalen Holston. Very, very simple. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know you said there's not much going on with it at the moment because you're focusing on the Twitch, but will the Twitch still be called little bit of nerd? Yeah, the Twitch will still be a little bit of nerd. Um, and I'm also going to plug this other project since you mentioned my commissions. I plug away, am getting, my friend. I'm getting to work on a uh, black owned and black created uh, animated series uh, doing character design called Queendom Come. Um, I'm sorry, so I'm what? really excited. <laughs> yes, it's called Queendom Come. Um, okay. It's about three teenage girls, uh, and they go to this like high school in 2043 and it's a universe where women kind of have run the world uh so they kind of have to deal with all that and they get these um you know superpower stuff so it's like a matriarchy instead of a patriarchy exactly i bet like just thinking about i'm like i bet that world smells better (laughs) dude (laughs) just assuming that everything's just (laughs) a little nicer (laughs) it's probably more organized you know there's less trash yeah (laughs) <laughs> don't ever tell my wife i said that absolutely <laughs> she's like you do agree with me and i'm like shh let's not fight <laughs> yes, but yeah do. so i'm doing the character designs for those um so whenever you eventually see the series and it's all being animated and like all that stuff how everything looks will be uh, mostly coming from myself so i'm pretty excited to work on that that is very cool yeah, that's actually huge news. I'm very proud of you there. No, thank you. Which studio is handling the animation on that? This is all independent freelance stuff. So it's a bunch of these uh, younger black artists like myself coming together and really making this work for the the lead production guy. Chagra is his name. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, plug that on your socials. Once, so you know when we send the two or three listeners over to you, uh, <laughs> they can also be a part of that. That sounds I cool. Absolutely I look will. forward to checking that out. Yep. Very early stages. Uh, I'm literally working on like the first character and finalizing that stuff right now. Um, there's probably six or seven to go. So, um, but I do get to work with the animators to t- kind of tell me like, would take this part of the design off. You know, make this simpler to animate, like that kind of say, stuff. So that yeah. looks cool. It's gonna be a bitch to make consistently. Yeah, Can you just kind of soften that? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. For sure. All right. Well, very cool. I think that's going to do it for us, buddy. Well, rock and roll, my guy. Right. As always, I love talking to you. It's always a pleasure. If you want to talk to me a little more often, you can do it via the social medias. You can check us out on any of the major uh, social media platforms, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even over on TikTok, though I haven't posted anything yet. Uh, all of them are the same handle, at Galactic Dads. And, of course, you can check out patreon.com slash Dads. Uh, to get your hands on some of our sweet galactic swag. Uh, we're talking to hoodies, hats, t-shirts, all sorts of cool stickers, and some behind-the-scenes content. I'm actually going to post this episode completely unedited uh, up on the Patreon first before it reaches the normal podcasting platforms. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And also we're working on some different stuff for that. So definitely check that out. We thank all of you guys for listening to us. 
Uh, we appreciate you listening to this special episode of the Galactic Dads podcast with Art by Jalen uh, from the Little Bit of Nerd podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. Adios.